Kia ora koutou. welcome to the Unpacking Your Indigenous Roots podcast. I'm Amy, your host and Indigenous coach. If you're an Indigenous woman on a journey of reconnecting to your roots, redefining your beliefs and really claiming your space, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll share with you real-life experiences and self-coaching strategies that will support you to navigate your world when it comes to things like identity, belonging, reconnection, and potential. So get comfy, grab your journal, and get ready to unpack your Indigenous roots. No my haramai, let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast, Jasmine. Today we have Jasmine Brooks Burgess as our guest on the show. And yeah, I want to pass it over to you, Jazz, to introduce yourself and to just let the audience know a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you do. Cool. Hi, Amy. Tarofa Lava. I'm Jasmine Sopoonga Brooks Burgess. I am an Indigenous woman from Samoa, currently living in Samoa. I am a mother of four a wife to just one, and uh, the owner and founder of Inspired Creation Samoa, which is a home-based small business founded on a love that I have for healing and helping others tap into their inner selves and help themselves heal, whether that's through crystals or scented candles, aromatherapy, whatever that looks like for, for them. Those are just a few things that I provide. And yeah. That's me in a nutshell. Awesome, Jazz. Thanks so much for that intro. Uh, And you are so much more as well, is what I would say. Uh, (laughs) Jazz and I have had the pleasure of knowing each other for a few months now, actually, for the majority of this year, really, isn't it, Jazz? Yeah. Um, We met on the HEWA program that I facilitated uh, on behalf of RISE 2025. Uh, and Jazz was on the very special first Samoan cohort. And then Jazz came onto our identity story program just recently that we've just wrapped up uh, at the start of September. So Jazz is here today to tell us all about her experience as a part of the identity story program. And I guess just what that journey has been like for her uh, discovering who she is a little bit more and what's come out of that experience. So Jazz, why don't you share with us a little bit about what made you decide to sign up to the program in the beginning? Amy, I think it was just the name, to be honest, like identity story. Like it had me intrigued, like what does this entail? And then having read into it a little bit more, it was definitely something I needed as an Afakasi half Samoan, half white. Um, it was, I've always struggled with my, not so much struggled, but um, my identity wasn't something that I stood firm in or had a solid foundation in that. Yeah, I knew I was Samoan. Yeah, I knew I was um, half white as well. My dad's white. But I was never, when I was around the white people, they were like, no, you're not white. And then when I was around the Samoan people or the Polynesian people, it was like, well, you're not really Samoan or Polynesian enough. And so that really... Just the um, confusion part was what really made me take the leap to join the identity story. That's such a common theme that I hear, Jazz, that uh, that idea when we come from multiple cultures, multiple races, and, and that feeling of not quite being one or the other, or yeah. what are we? 
What was that like for you growing up? Well, because my younger years were spent in England. I was born in England, um, spent the early, my early childhood years there. And it was, oh, I got, I was, got called packy. Like, oh, you packy? Like, why don't you go back? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not even from Pakistan. So you can't call me that. And then I was like, oh, you're Filipino or you're Mexican or you're, I actually got Maori quite like oh you Maori I'm like well I'm not quite Maori either you know and so it was always like oh so like what are you because (laughs) you're obviously not completely white and you're obviously mixed with something and then back then too it was oh well I'm Samoan and I didn't even say it as Samoan it was Samoan because we really didn't know much of our Samoan culture anyways and so I was like oh well I'm Samoan like well where's that I was like where Samoa is you know like it's it's in the South Pacific, and that was all I knew. So it was it was quite difficult. And then when we came here, it was, yeah, I'm Psalm 1. And then my cousins were sure to remind me every single day, like, you're Balangi, you're a white person. It's like, man, it's I repped you guys so hard back in England. Why won't you accept me? But it was quite, it's, it's um, especially at a young age when you're very, what's the word, impressionable. And you're coming into your own and you're absorbing everything, you know, those are the crucial years of foundation for life. And so having dealt with that, I don't really think it affected me too, too much because I never really cared so too much what people had to say or what people thought. But yeah, there were days I remember like crying as a little kid, you know, like, what am I? <laughs> like, My mom's telling me we're Samoan. And then as we grew up as well, I did kind of maybe hold a little bit of resentment towards my mom for not teaching us. Like, yeah, we had flower necklaces up around the house and all these Samoan material sheets everywhere, you know, like looking in like, oh yeah, they're Samoan, but we didn't understand anything. We didn't, we couldn't even say Samoan properly. It was Samoa, you know, so that's a big thing right there. But um, yeah, but at the same time it was, we understood as well, you know, like my mom, she, she, we were the only Polynesians in our area at the time. And um, she wanted what was best for us. And I guess she thought us not knowing, well, not really not knowing, but she did what she thought was best for us at that time. And so as I grew up, the resentment kind of went away. And I'm doing for my kids what I wish my mom would have did for me. It's, um, it's one of the things that we talked about right back at the beginning. I remember Jazz in the identity story, might have been week one or two, was just that idea that the generations who have gone before us, our parents, our grandparents, our ancestors, they make these decisions, right, at, at a fork in our life. And they make these decisions based on what they know at the time, you know, with the intention of, of doing best for us. Um, yeah. But it's what they know at the time. It's not they don't have that gift of hindsight, I guess, that we we now get to have based on looking back on our childhood and looking back on our experiences. And we then get to to teach or to share or guide our tamariki, our children in a new way. Most definitely. So Jazz, coming into the Identity Story program, what were some of the key things that stood out for you along that journey? Oh, well, firstly, it was as an Indigenous woman, it really offered a safe space for me to fully explore what that means to me, like who I am as an Indigenous woman, who I am 
where I come from, whom I come from, what it is that I come from, and our connection to everything. That was that was one of the main things that I took away from it, just how safe it was for me to explore all those things. And as each week went on and we discussed the different topics, my appreciation for those things that I mentioned, who I am, where I come from, who I come from, it it grew so much. And a better understanding too of wanting to know, not just, it wasn't just enough like, yeah, I'm someone, I know about these things. But yeah, I knew about them, but did I really, really know about them? No, I didn't. And such simple questions can set you off in such a rabbit hole that it's unreal. I don't know whether I'm grateful or like, I'm like, man, why did I join, you know? No, joking. It's been amazing. It's, um, oh, it it, it definitely kickstarted something that's going to keep going on for years. Honestly, like there's not enough time in each day to fully, to fully dig deep and understand the things that we had discussed in just a mere eight weeks. It's crazy how eight weeks, which went by so, so quickly, has now, is now going to play a big role on how I go about life from here on out. It's, um, it was amazing just how, just acknowledging like who we really are as a people, as, well, for me, as a Samoan woman, as a Pacific Islander, as an Indigenous person, it's, 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 it's an amazing program you have here, Amy. It really is. Thanks, Jess. I appreciate that. And I, um, I, I do love that they were really simple questions or simple topics, potentially, that we approached. And I remember the group saying, you know, we were able to go deep really quickly. Um, yeah. The space that was created allowed you and the other ladies to really go deep on some of those conversations and and bring forth some vulnerability, which I really yeah. acknowledge you all for because that's the sign of being in a safe space, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. And from the very first session, it was very apparent, like six strangers coming together. And then just the things that we found ourselves sharing, it was unreal. And that is just a testament to how safe this space really felt for each of us. You know, six different women from six different walks in life, six different backgrounds, just to be able to come together in the very first session and just share so openly as we did, that is oh, making me tear up just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I love that, Jazz. Hey, I'm, I'm keen to know um, what was that like for you to connect with the other ladies and what did that bring about in, in those connections? So like you said, six different ladies from different walks of right, life, different places, two different countries. What was that like for you? It was, um, it kind of gave me a sense of assurance that my struggles and my, what I'm going through are not unique to me. It's not unique to my Samoan people. Everybody goes through it, whether you're Samoan, Maori, whether you're Indian. I know a few Indian people who go through the exact same struggles as an, with their identity. It's probably a bit horrible to say, but it did feel good knowing that I'm not the only one struggling. <laughs> like um, reassuring as well that we're we're all just trying our best, you know, with what we've where we've come from, our circumstances, our backgrounds, and how we all kind of want the same thing in life. I remember one of the conversations we had as a group um, 
someone mentioned just that idea of how often people go out to look for, you know, to find themselves or to look for that sense of connection, sense of belonging, that identity for them. So they travel the world or they go through different practices or they try yoga, meditation, all those things. Um, And I remember one of the ladies saying, you know, actually, we don't need to go out to all of those places because what we're searching for is already inside of us. It's just about finding the place where we can explore that. What was that like for you, Jazz? I agreed with that 100% because, and I think it comes down to also um, the age, the time, the, the age and day that we live in now, you know, where everything is in front of us at our fingertips, literally on our phones. We're always wanting, like, everything looks so glamorous and everything looks so, we want that. How come our life's not like that? And so we, we go out searching for something that isn't real. It's, yeah, you see the video, the 30 second clip on Instagram or Facebook and it looks glamorous, but that's not it. And it gives us a false sense of wanting because we all want to be connected, you know, whether it's to each other, whether it's to our lands, whether it's to our culture, our people, whatever it may be, like we're people who crave connection, men, women, young, old, no matter what it is. And I think we sometimes get caught up in what was looking externally for these things. And so people will go to great lengths and spend thousands of dollars traveling wherever it may be. And if you can, by all means, go ahead. You know, like it's a great experience. But the connections, this is just my opinion. I think the connections that people yearn for, if they're not fully connected within themselves, they'll never be able to find it. Where if if we're at peace with ourselves and fully connected with who we are, And if we have that connection with ourselves and we're at peace with ourselves, we can be with ourselves. We can find a connection absolutely anywhere we go. Like it's all, it really is all within us. It all starts with self before we can put out whatever it is we want to put out or attract or it, it starts with us. It starts from within. That's beautiful, Jazz. Absolutely. It starts with self. It starts within. Sometimes it's a little challenging. Sometimes it's a little scary. How was it for you, Jazz? What were some of the things that, some of the emotions perhaps that came up for you along the journey? A whole mix up of emotions, to be honest, because it had me reflecting on when, because we've all been there, you know, where we're looking for outside validation and we're looking for whatever's going to make us bring us peace and whatever's going to make us happy and whatever's going to make us feel complete. And I was there, you know, I've been through some personal struggles that really made it difficult for me to find peace within and even just really sit with myself, you know, (laughs) like, so I was always trying to keep my mind busy, always trying to find what could make me quote unquote happy. And so these memories and these emotions and thoughts came up throughout this journey and if it wasn't for those I definitely wouldn't be where I am today it was because of those struggles actually that I was able to put in the work on myself and really dig deep and be like okay Jasmine this ain't working because (laughs) you're sat back here again crying depressed and you know so like what is it and it was from there that I really, once I started doing the work on myself and acknowledging my 
role played in my reality because we we're the creators of our own reality no matter which way you look at it we can try and sit and blame or I'm, I'm like this because of whoever yeah we all get handed different dealt different hands in life but it's up to us how we choose to handle that how we choose to react to that how we choose to use any given situation going forwards and I've I'm thankful for myself, not to sound conceited, but I'm very thankful for myself that um, I am the way I am because I could have quite easily gone down a totally different path, but that wasn't for me. I, that, I did the work on myself and, oh, it's not easy. It's really, really not. And it's not rainbows and butterflies either. <laughs> it, they're in there too, but the majority of it, especially in the beginning, it's quite, oh, you're kind of attacking yourself, you're calling yourself out, which is needed. And it's better you call yourself out instead of someone else because some people don't always take that too well. But just throughout the journey, it really, um, oh, it brings up so many, it brought up so many emotions, so many thoughts, so many wishes that I had before. And also moving forwards too, Oh, it's a whole roller coaster of emotions, Amy. <laughs> like you, you feel it all. You go through. You're crying. You're laughing. You're high fiving each other virtually through the screen, and then you're crying happy tears. It's it's an amazing. It's an amazing journey, honestly. That's beautiful, Jess. I really love the way that you share so openly and honestly about how things are for you. Um, I think we've often said you wear your heart on your sleeve and say it how it is which is so beautiful because I know that when you're able to share and show up in that way others hear it and others resonate with it too and it gives them permission to you know feel into some feelings or perhaps acknowledge how they might be feeling too acknowledge something that they've been hiding so um really beautiful the way that you share jazz on a um I guess on a on a tangible note, coming out of identity story, what are some of the tangible changes that you've seen in yourself? I'm definitely more conscious at daily of, that was one great thing that I loved because I was able to share that with my family too, like our connection to our surroundings, our connection to our environment, our connection to Mother Earth, you know, our connection to our to everything around us. So there's a lot of things that I took from identity story that I was able to share with my family, my husband and kids that we've taken into our own personal lives, our daily lives. And so we have, we plant a tree each month because that's one way that we think we can give back to our environment. And last month, what was that? July, we planted a lemon tree. It's going to take a few years before we get anything from it, but the seed has been sown. So that's just one of the things, a deeper appreciation for our environment and how it ties in to everything, our daily lives, every aspect of our lives. Another tangible thing would be um, my understanding for my culture. Just this past couple of weeks, I've been really, there was no paddling. It, I would dove in deep on this one. <laughs> like I really dove in on the deep end with um, these cultural things that we've had going on the past couple of weeks. And to be honest, I don't think I would have if it wasn't for the Identity Story program. The journey, the eight-week journey in itself, it really, it takes you to places where you haven't even thought of before. And so for me to go headfirst into our cultural, my family, 
things that we had going on. Even my mom was surprised. <laughs> my mom was really surprised. She's always asked me to go to these things, but I was like, oh no, well, I'll go and like drop off whatever just to show face for you. And that that was about the extent of Jasmine going to these things. <laughs> and so the past two weeks, my family have been in shock that I've been there all day, every day for like these three, four day long ordeals. And as much, it's, it's, a, it's a love hate kind of thing, you know, <laughs> like it was so long. I was missing my kids. I needed sleep, but I loved it too, because I was in the thick of it, you know, like there's no other way, better way to learn than actually being right in it. And so for me to see and ask questions and for people to really be open and answering my questions, you know, not trying to brush me off like, oh, you're annoying me. You ask too many questions, go away. No, they were really, um, it was received with arms wide open. They were there to answer questions and explain to me like, okay, so this is what is going on. And I'm not too sure about the, your Maori culture, Amy, but in the Samoan culture, it's funerals are big things. And um, there's a lot of ceremonial things that go on that I've known about, but I never quite really understood and so the past couple of weeks, I've been able to have a better understanding of these things. And I feel, so when I'm walking now in my Pulitasi or my Samoan traditional skirt and top, I walk a bit taller knowing that I know these things, you know, like you can ask me whatever, where before I'd be like, I'll just, I'll just stand in the back, you know, I'll walk at the back here. So nobody asks me anything, but now it's like, oh no, this is where I belong. This is these are my people. This is my family. This is our land. Our ancestors walked this very same earth, this very same mud that we're on. And it's just a real sense of, oh, I don't even, I'm getting goosebumps. Right? I can't even think. It's just how empowering, how, how powerful is that? You know, knowing that you have all these people, a rich culture all behind you. And to fully understand it and appreciate it. I don't fully understand it, but I'm definitely on my way to. And I probably, there's so much to learn, you know. And that's something tangible I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Learning, learning, learning. You can never learn too much. And there's always something to learn. Oh, did I, did I answer your question? <laughs> that's, that's so amazing, Jazz. And as you were saying that you were getting goosebumps, I was definitely getting goosebumps too. because. Um, I just think, oh, for starters, I think like that was a mic drop moment. <laughs> You're just like, bam, here's it, here it is. This is what I'm doing now. Um, I think it's truly wonderful that you're connecting with your culture now in a way that you wouldn't have done prior to the program. Um, it sounds to me like you're curious about learning and I guess hearing, hearing from those around you, hearing from your elders, perhaps, you know, how do things work? What yeah. what do we do and why? And what does that look like? And how can I be a part of all of that? So what a beautiful, I guess, new pathway to be walking down for you, Jazz, as you get to connect with those around you and learn more and the ripple effect of that is that you then get to pass all that knowledge down to your tamariki your children yeah jazz what if there was one thing that you would pass on to a potential person considering identity story what would that be to support them to make their decision oh man 
do it, I would oh, just the safe space that even if you have, even if you feel like you're confident in who you are as an indigenous person, as an indigenous woman, like I kind of felt the same, you know, but no, uh-uh, no. <laughs> that first day, that first day is like, no matter where, you, where you're at in your cultural identity, whether it's very strong or whether it's dabbling in it a little bit, like, oh, well, I am this and I am that too. The eight-week identity story is just do it. It offers, like I had, me and Amy had spoken about just a little while ago, the safe space that is there where six complete strangers came together and within half an hour were sharing each other's life struggles. And like, it was, it's amazing. I would do it. Just do it. You know, it, if you're on the fence, I'm flicking you off right now. Like, do it. Because <laughs> it's Everything, and it's not just about your identity. Everything that you get from the eight weeks relates to daily life, family life, um, your tribe, your village, your people, your workplace. The things that you take away are so valuable and it really is a ripple effect because you can't help but share. Like, I'm pretty sure my husband like prepared himself every week after my Zoom just to hear what I had to share with him. It's Oh, Amy, I can't even put into words just how, what it, what it is I want to say. Like, I wish I could, people could see me right now. Just do it. I love <sighs> it, Jazz. Just do it. Just do it. So for anyone who is listening in, uh, we do have another round of identity stories starting at the end of September and uh, you can get in touch to just do it. And we would love to have you on the program. So please do reach out. If this has been the push that you needed to come and join the program, then we are ready and waiting for you. And you can walk in the same path that Jazz and the other amazing women who were in Jazz's cohort have already walked alongside. And I guess the beauty of of the way this has been set up is that Jazz and her group will continue to come together uh, long term. That's always been my intention to not just be an eight-week thing and it disappears. We will bring the groups back together and the same opportunity will be there for groups to cross connect and meet others who have been ahead of them or who are coming along behind them so um yeah anything you'd like to share before we wrap up jazz yes i have a lot i would like to share i just uh, amy you've done such an amazing thing here with this identity story it's something that i didn't think when you think of identity you wouldn't think it's something needed but just having gone through it eight weeks flew by it honestly flew by and just from what I took away from this and um, I what I know the other five girls other five women took away from this it's so valuable especially in a day where we're able to where we're free especially in New Zealand and Samoa we're free to explore our culture we're free to entertain our culture we're free to be maori indigenous Samoan and maori women and it's an amazing thing you've put together amy and i'm so so thankful and grateful that i did the eight weeks everything that i took away has so much value that is going to be passed on for generations on my side with my kids they're going to grow up learning everything that i didn't learn when i was young and your program really gave me a, a sense of strength 
really it really did it gave me strength in who I am and where I come from so thank you Amy and anybody listening to this if you not if when you embark on this eight-week journey identity story journey it is you're in for life-changing moments and it really is life-changing that's exactly what it is thank you so much for your corridor today our conversation uh on the podcast it's been so wonderful to have you as a guest to share your experience but not just your experience it was so much more than just that jazz your wisdom and your knowledge and you like i said earlier you really do share such beautiful beautiful examples of your own life journey that give others permission to step into their courage and step into their confidence so uh, I really appreciate you being here and um, yeah we'll hopefully have you back on again in the future sometime oh yes please (laughs) thank you so much Amy